0: Right. Um, welcome to another episode of Designated for Greatness. I have here former All-Pro defensive tackle for my former beloved New York Giants, um, Damon Snacks Harrison. Damon, how is it going, my dude? It's going good, man, good. Glad to finally be here, man. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to do this for a minute, and again, we, yeah. we're busy, brother. I, I totally get it. <laughs> I never get mad at somebody for being busy. That means you're being productive. Yeah. So every time you hit me up, like, yo, my bad. I'm like, it's all good, man. This, this is how, this is kind of like how this thing goes. But yeah. I'm finally glad to sit down with you. Mm-hmm. Um, don't want to hold you too long. I just got a few, um, a few things I want to touch over on, you know, what I would say is a person that I have definitely grown fond of, not just um, because you were a giant, but seeing how you have, um, you know, spoken, whether publicly or, you know, privately in some terms about things that matter to me, such as faith, such as, you know, brotherhood and just being a real good dude, like you promote that stuff. And that's something that's always stuck out to me as, you know, we follow each other on Twitter and things of that nature. Um, To get started, you were an undrafted free agent, right? So for you to go from undrafted free agent to the Jets, to being an all pro defensive tackle. Um, this podcast is named "Designated for Greatness." What does what does that mean to you? If you hear that you were designed to be great, how do you think that manifests in Snacks's life?
1: Well, first and foremost, man, I have a praying mother. I come from a praying family, so everything that I have, everything that I've done, you know, it was already spoken over me. You know, at a at a very young age, and continued to be spoken over me. Uh, you know, throughout my career and up until the point, you know, I got to the NFL. So. I already knew that I was destined for greatness. I just had to, you know, put it forth, like put forth the effort, you know, figure out what it is exactly I want to do and attack that as opposed to, um, you know, sitting there trying to figure out, you know, what's life going to be like for me waiting for something to happen. I realized early that I had to go ahead and attack it. And that's what I did.
0: So there, I mean, (laughs) I couldn't have said it myself, right? Um, Not many players make it out you know, of, you know, William Penn, yeah. but you did. What's the grind like? Is it like, do you feel like it's extra hard to get the attention of not just scouts, but, you know, national media to show them what you could really do all this time? Absolutely. At that level. Now, I'm not
1: saying that, um, you know, it's the same at all, but it's kind of like you can apply it to, or it's similar to being, you know, a black man in the industry you know, in the business industry or anything like that, or even being a woman in sports, um, you're always picked over. They tell you the level of competition you played at wasn't good enough. Um, they don't know how you'll turn out. You didn't go against the All-Americans. You know, you may not have the ideal height, weight, size, speed, or whatever else, but I, like I said, you, you, uh, for the people who follow me for a while, they see that, you know, I say that I have the one thing that you just couldn't measure. You couldn't measure my heart. You couldn't measure my want to you know, the the drive and determination I had to get out of the situation I was in and get myself into a better situation. So that's something, you know, you couldn't time that on a 40. You couldn't you know tell me to bench my my will and desire to be great. You couldn't tell me to do that. So I understood. Um, but the road was definitely harder. You know, if I had to tape against Ohio State or LSU, then I'm sure it would turn out different. But, you know, I didn't. So my, my path took that turn and I think it was for the better.
0: So that you lead to a very interesting point. Um, you mentioned how, you know, it's harder because you are at a school where not as many people are believing that what you're doing could, you know, translate to the next level as uh-huh. a big school would. Now, recently, Chad Ochocinco has gone on record and said if he was to be an athlete coming out of high school in a time like this, he would rather go to a lower school, like a mid-major or something like that, ball out there because he feels like if you're a dog, you're going to be a dog wherever you go instead of right. go sitting on a bench behind the All-Pros at Alabama and the All-Americans. Do you agree with that? Absolutely, because it's not the same like it was before. Before you needed the exposure,
1: you know, being on television. Well, now they have Twitter, TikTok, <laughs> Instagram, uh, Amazon video. People will find you. And yeah. it's just like he said, no matter where you go, like, they'll find you. If you if work something, yeah. they'll find you. The only thing that's different is the – the amount of stuff you have on campus, the, uh, the equipment, you know, the amount of stuff and knowledge that's readily available to you right. um, from guys who did it before you, as opposed to going to a smaller school, where well, it may not be anybody that you can relate to that did it and may be able to help you down the same path, but it's not like it was in the past. You don't need to go to Alabama, you know, to, to, to get that exposure. It's great. If you can, mm-hmm. you know, it is definitely a plus. I'm not going to say it and tell you it's not it's <laughs> definitely a plus, but you don't need to do that. You can go anywhere in the country. You Know as long
0: as you're doing what you're supposed to do, they'll find you. So, the Jets um, you go undrafted, right? Essentially, every team decided to pass on snacks. A lot of times, guys hold that personal, they're like, you know, this team passed on me. But it's like, whether you went in the first or second round, every team kind of you know, if you didn't go in the first round, every team did get a turn at you. But in yeah. your case, the entire draft, and you signed with the Jets, um, yeah. you balled out with the Jets, you 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 garnered. The attention of the national media as, you know, a a dominant defensive nose tackle, run stopper. Mm -hmm. um, And your free agent year comes and you go across the street to the New York Giants. How hard was that to leave the team that gave you a shot, Snacks?
1: Um, Honestly, I cried, man. Um, I was in, in the building when I made the decision. I was in the Jets facility when I made the decision to sign with the Giants because I was trying to do everything I could to stay there. Um, it was just at that time the Giants needed an answer, and um, Woody was trying to make a decision. I believe it was Woody. Everybody else in the building was just like, you know, let's do it. Let's go. But Woody had the final say, and I believe uh, we couldn't get a hold of Woody that morning. Mm. Um, if, I, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but I believe we couldn't get a hold of Woody to get a thumbs up to go. But I was, you know, talking to Jackie, uh, who did the contracts at the time, um, uh, and you know, I, I, I literally, I cried. I walked out of the office. I talked to Ty top coach Bowles. Um, I talked to his entire staff, like let them know, like literally I made the decision as I was in the jets facility. Um, and it was tough, man. I didn't want to leave. And actually when I first got to the giants, um, I tried to leave and tried to go back and, um, uh, wait, wait, know, the, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, man. It was like two weeks into OTAs and it was just too new. I'm not a guy who like change. You know, I like stuff that's consistent. And I've been with the Jets for four years. The Giants was a different ball game. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I went upstairs and I talked to the people there and I was telling them, like, listen, man, you can you can have all the money back, man. I just just let me go. And uh the people with the Jets, they were like, Listen, you know, if it doesn't work out over there, we'll give you the same contract offer we offered you before, like, you know, come
0: back, which wasn't that far off from the Giants.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Wow, so you're, <laughs> you you yeah. walked into a couple weeks of OTA. You're like, yeah, I'm kind of missing green. I'm yeah. not feeling – wow. It was too blue, man. It was too blue. Like,
1: I was Jets through it through at that time. So to go to the Giants, man, we had just beat them in the regular season, too. So it was like I'm in there and I got the New York Giants on. I'm looking at everything. I'm like, man, this – you know, this is not me. I know everybody in the Jets facility. Everybody in the Jets facility loved me. Um and still to this day, I talked to the people who were there, like the the equipment guys, the um security officers, the chefs, like everybody, even still with the giants as well. But at the time at the Jets, it was that was a family, that was
0: home. Right. That was all I knew. Right. So what what eventually sold you on, you know, just sticking it out? I spoke with David Tyree a lot. Uh
1: David Tyree is one of the people I leaned on a lot in the beginning. So after talking with him, um, Getting to know JPP, Eli, Odell, um,
0: Hankins, Olivier, Jack Rabbit. Uh, he he had just signed on that that summer as well. I yeah, know. yeah.
1: So we we had a pretty good group and um, getting to know the defensive line coach, who's a DC now, Pat Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, building a relationship with them, you know, I realized like, okay, you know, maybe maybe we can do something. And uh,
0: you know, I decided to stick it out. Wow. Well, you went on to make. All-Pro that yeah. year. Um, Snacks, how, how do you look at your career um, at that time? Not now, but at that time, like, bro, I just uh, went from undrafted to making All-Pro on a playoff team, right? One of the best teams the Giants have had in about four years since the last time they made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What was that like, man? It
1: was surreal because, you know, I sat there and I watched a lot of guys make All-Pro, and even before then, I felt like I should have been an All-Pro before then, even a Pro Bowler. Um, but to finally have it happen, man, it was just like a a sigh of relief, just a big weight lifted off of my shoulders, man, that, you know, finally I'm getting the recognition I deserve. And, um, you know, I wanted more and uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to get more, but um, that was just, uh, it was an amazing feeling, you know, just to get that on top of being on a playoff team going into the playoffs. Like we had one of the best defenses in the NFL, um, you know, it was a complete turnaround from the year before we got there. So to have all of that happen, you know, at one time I just got married the year before. So my personal life and my professional life was really starting to come together. Mm-hmm.
0: OK, that's awesome. That year, um, mm-hmm. Snacks, you guys went on to um, to make the playoffs. You won the you didn't win the division. You won. You got in as a wild card. Uh-huh. Um Snacks, how did you. How did you look back at that season at the end of the season that you guys went into Green Bay, didn't play as well as you would have liked and that season? ended. did you guys think this group was good enough to be back? Because this is your first year with Rabbit and a couple other guys on that team. Did you guys feel like you guys would have been back?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you can ask anybody on that team. It was something that I spoke about a lot in the offseason and going into training camp was that. We shouldn't look at what we did last year and feel like we can just show up and be as good as we were last year. Um, I stood up in a meeting with the defensive players and I addressed it. I said, some people that's going to look at mock success, Landon's success, Jack Rabbit, um, and Olivier's success and, you know, be envious of that and feel like they should have got what we got, but it don't work that way. We got to come back and work harder than we did last year because we're not going to just show up and be good again. Mm-hmm. And so they asked me to go into detail. Landon was one of the people at the time was like, you know, what do you mean? And I explained to him, I was like, I just feel like watching us during OTAs, we think we're just going to be good again this year. And that's not going to be the case. Everybody's going to adapt to what we're doing. Um, so the only way to to kind of defeat that, put our head down and continue to work. And we did not do that the next year.
0: Mm, yeah. Are are you, are you done, Snacks? Are you like actually retired? Because you were in the league as recent as last year, you know, with, yeah. with the Hawks. Are you done or are you just still trying to do your um
1: thing? I'm still trying to I'm still trying to figure that out. I have an idea of what that looks like. Um it's just not um it's just not I'm not I'm not ready to to to, to see
0: it yet. Okay. Yeah, sorry, man. My son just walked in. It's all good, little man. You want to say hi? Hi. What's up, Little Snacks? Do you call them Little Snacks? DJ. DJ, what's up, DJ? How you doing, man? Mommy called you. <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I got an idea of what's going on. Um, I- I'll-,
0: I'll let you know soon. <laughs> okay, great. I- I'm-, I'm glad to know that... Um, one way or the other you are still considering because i again you were in the league even in detroit when you got mm-hmm. traded to detroit you played well in detroit so the gas yeah. the, the gas tank is not empty in in terms of go ahead. no
1: no it's not it's not at all it's not at all it's just like now i'm doing so much on the business side that okay i'm, I'm trying to kind of weigh in the, the 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 cost benefit of it all like is it is it really worth, even though I still want to play, like I just started watching football for the first time in my career, like on TV now, like I don't watch football <laughs> and I'm starting to watch it. You see me yelling at the TV, like, man, he could have made this play. He yeah. could have did that. So the desire is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just my body. I got to figure out what's going on. You know, my body, because my body hasn't been kind to me the past three years, yeah. but you're right. Even when I got to Detroit, um, there was a stat out. The only defensive lineman that played better than me when I got traded to Detroit was the New York Giant me. Mm-hmm. So the Detroit <laughs> me was number one, and the New York Giant me was number two that year. Right. So, and um, that that was that was the experience that kind of um, got me in the position that I am in now. Um, I used to love the game of football, but after my time in Detroit, um, for a lot of different reasons, I'm not just blaming it on Detroit or everything like that, but. Um, I no longer love the game of football after my first season there.
0: Hmm. Do you want to elaborate yeah. on that, or are we just going to leave that? No, nah,
1: it's just it's just they had a different way of going about, you know, running that organization, um, that everything that made me who I am, it kind of took that away from me. You know, I was very Calvin passionate.
0: Johnson. Calvin Johnson is somewhere right now, co-signing so hard. Yeah, yeah. And this, again, it's not a
1: knock on them because the type of person I am, if I wanted to do it, I would have did it anyway. Mm-hmm. But trying to follow, you know, the guidelines and, you know, be a team player because I've never been one to kind of buck the system. Mm-hmm. People say I've always followed the rules, never been in trouble on the field, never been in trouble off the field. So I wasn't trying to start that now. And, you know, you got a Super Bowl winning coach over there. Like this man knows something. So let's yeah. go figure this out. Like, And we had Matthew Stafford like, so let's let's try to figure it out. But after I got out of there, man, it was just
0: – I just didn't love it no more. Understandable. Um, Snacks, I couldn't have you on here and not touch on this, and I know you know exactly where I'm about to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you were teammates with Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I um, have a few you know, players in the league that I know that have either played with um, Odell yeah. or has been around Odell. And I've been around Odell a few times myself. As we know, we have a relationship. What like everyone that I spoken to from whether inside the locker room or inside the Giants or or organization, Cleveland, stand-up guy, everybody loves him. Yeah. What do you think it is about Odell Beckham Jr. that people, whether outside of the locker room or the media, just does not take very well to? It? Because he's something the
1: likes of they've never seen before. Like we've had Deion Sanders, um, you know, Jerry Rice, uh, Randy Moss. But this like this kid is a a certified rock star. Like he's not just an NFL superstar. He's a rock star. Like people who don't even know the game of football know who Odell Beckham Jr. is in some way, whether it be from the hair or just know his name, like. That's never been seen before on on that level in football. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for him to have so much power and so much everything, um, you know, people just don't like to see it for some reason or another. Like he's everywhere he go, he draws attention. And some of it I tell him is on him. It's his fault. Uh, but a lot of it is just they they follow him so much they're just looking for something. If they follow everybody the way that they follow him, it wouldn't be an NFL. It would not be an NFL. Right. Like because there's guys who are doing worse things than what he's doing, but because the cameras are not on them and people don't care, right. like they they just don't catch it. But the guy loves the game. He cried after he lose. Like one of the things that you lose as an NFL player once you get out of college is in college, when you lose a game, you cry crying. Like, everybody's crying. Like, it hurts. You get to the NFL, like, you got to kind of build that callus and you can't cry no more because right. you got to go back out there in, like, six days. Right, right. You know what I mean? So but this guy is still crying. He If he didn't work his butt off the way that I've seen him work, then, you know, this would be a whole different conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. I've
1: been around some NFL wide receivers who don't even like to practice. This mm-hmm. kid is at practice, blocking his butt off, running all the way down the field every single day. he don't take a day off. He's not just out there putting in a day like a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. So he gains the respect of a lot of his teammates. He's never been a distraction to me. The only way that he's a distraction is is to himself. Right. Like Whatever he's doing, they're reporting on what he's doing. That doesn't affect me and my job, so why would I care about what he's doing? Like, you know, if if he's kicking the net, let him kick the net. As long as he's going out there (laughs) doing what he's supposed to do, I don't care, like. Yeah. The distracting is the reporters constantly asking, asking asking the same thing. Yeah.
0: It's
1: not, it's not him. The, he's a good kid, come from a good home, like got good parents. Like, and he works his butt out. So I really don't see the problem. They just don't like him based on you know his overall popularity and who he is. That's the only reason behind it. It's no other reason why they don't like him.
0: He talked to the media, he's very respectful. Like, I don't get it. So they just don't like him. Yeah. I I you you said he cut like you. I couldn't agree more about just his his upbringing and, you know, mm-hmm. the, his, his support system is, is so great. I got to meet his yeah. mom over the mm-hmm. summer at his camp. Amazing. Amazing. Just like just the most sweetest person you'll ever see. You could see yeah. where, how Odell, you know, she reflects on Odell, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And how he interacts with the kids at the camp, how he interacted, you know, with reporters there. He got a chance to sit and talk to everybody, take all the pictures. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, the biggest thing that's always confused me is he got drafted to the Giants, New York. New York is a star, a superstar market. Yeah. here You have arguably the biggest star in the sport or maybe in sports at that time. Yeah. Why are they? Why? Like, I just didn't understand why New York would want to run off something that they constantly are looking for, whether it's hoping Kevin Durant comes to the Knicks to, to be a part of that franchise or hoping LeBron came in 2010. Or hoping, you know, whoever they might want. You have one here and yeah. you're running them out of town because of whatever reason it may be. I never understood that. Yeah, they, they, they do that with just about every major
1: uh, figure they have. So don't know why, but again, those are the people that sell stories, those are the ones that's gonna get them clicked. So I understand they're doing their job, but at the same time, at certain levels you shouldn't go to, and there's certain lines you shouldn't cross. Characters are been
0: assassinated.
1: And for some reason, they just – they they don't they don't understand it and they don't value it. So for a guy like myself, I come from William Penn. We didn't have any media training. Mm-hmm. I never did interviews post-game, pre-game, nothing like that. So I come to the NFL and I go straight to the Jets. And they're just tearing us down every chance they get. <laughs> so I was so upset. I was calling people to come to New York, like to to – Listen, man, we need to we need to pull up on this dude, like seriously, because like man, this man talking crazy. I never experienced that before in my life. So I don't know how to handle it. Like yeah. he's talking about me crazy. Like, what do you mean? Like this is my livelihood. Right. I never I never got it. I never got the training. So, but until you know, I started being around and I started to understand what they did. Um, you know, I kind of distanced myself from the media. And you know, that they played that against me, um, uh, which I'm completely fine with because at the end of the day, I don't care what you write. I don't right. care what your opinion is. I mean, you can't find a teammate that can say anything negative about me. Mm-hmm. You can't find a coach that can say anything negative about me except for probably uh what's his name? Uh Pat Sherman. When I went oh, when I God. You know, Pat Sherman's a different story. Like that 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 kid <laughs> the way he played that whole thing after I asked for the trade cuz that's a lot of people don't know I asked for a trade. trade yeah. Like 3 weeks before I got traded and it wasn't until the last week Well, I went up there and I told him, like, listen, y'all need to get me out of here before I become a problem. And I don't want to do that. (laughs) And so Pat Sherman tried to play it like, you know, after I left, he was like, we got rid of the bad apples. I remember that. All of this stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, coach, you sitting here saying that like you pretty much wasn't crying in your office two days ago, begging me to stay. But you're (laughs) going to say, but you're going to just try to play it like that in front of the team. Like, Bro, that wasn't cool the way he did it. I never left, said anything bad about Sherman, which I could have yeah. could have said everything in the world bad about him, but yeah. I didn't. But the way that he did it after I left, yeah. like that 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 really ticked me off.
0: Mm. Why do you think, yeah, that that Pat Shermer? I mean, ever since Tom Coffin has left, I have not been really fond of any of the coaches from Ben McAdoo. And I know you guys made the playoffs with Ben McAdoo. Um, Pat Shermer. Joe Judge, you know, he's fairly fresh. I don't know why the Giants hired a special teams coach to be their leader, but I think Joe Judge could coach if he has the right assistants and the right people around him um, and the right GM, Dave Gettleman. I, I, I'm, I'm going to hold my tongue on Dave Gettleman. I, I don't trust yeah, I him farther than I can throw him at all. I don't think he has a clue or has a plan. But um, staring Cle- why do you think it's not working in Cleveland for Odell? Is it Baker? I think it's Baker, but you don't have to say it. Oh. It's no, I don't care. Okay. Um, I just think
1: because um, if you watch him, Odell's open a lot. Oh my God! Like he, he's, he's, and it's always been that way. He's open a lot, but for whatever reason, he don't get the looks. Whether it be, you know, mixed coverages or they, you know, kind of scaring the quarterback away from staying there. But if you take a Odell Beckham Jr. and you place him in Tampa. Mercy. Or, you, or you place him um, Green Bay. somewhere like a Green Bay or a Buffalo. Now you're talking about, once again, one of the top three wide receivers in football mm-hmm. because those quarterbacks, and it's not a knock on Baker, and if they take it as a knock, I really don't care, but those <laughs> quarterbacks are going to make sure that their number one wide receiver gets the ball, period. Right. There right. will not be games where Defonte Adams is going under Certain no, they're getting him the ball. The like the same thing that was with A B and um in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, which was crazy to me because it's like A B getting double team and triple team. Right big Ben don't care, that's his no, number man. one. We're designing right. something for him in the same way for Mike Thomas down in um in, in New Orleans and D Hop down in Arizona, like mm-hmm. Odell is up there with all of these guys. It's just for some
0: reason, I don't know what it is, it's just not getting the ball. And that's that's what frustrates me when I debate or just have dialogue about Odell and other receivers. I'm like, yeah, Devontae Adams is absolutely a dog, but that man is getting his targets. And he has arguably the most accurate quarterback of all time. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is getting his targets and he has a sorcerer in Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Absolutely. Mike Evans has the GOAT. Okay. Um, AB now has the GOAT with him. All of these guys like t- t- um, Stefan Diggs has Josh Allen, arguably one of the top five quarterbacks in the game. Same goes with Amari Cooper now in in Dallas with Dak Prescott Oh, like Baker. I just think the inconsistency is not helping Odell because, yes, you're going to throw him. You're going to get him targets. But when you're missing him wide open, like those other targets become minuscule because he's not getting a chance to do what he does best, which is break open for 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 touchdown. That's what Odell did better than anybody in in their career. Give him the ball. I mean, even that year, you guys made the playoffs. The Giants' offense wasn't dynamic. Well, that was taking a lot of slants, five yards, and, and taking them to the crib. Absolutely, a
1: lot of slants and digs. He was taking into the house. That like, they called him the Joker. You get a Joker the
0: ball in between the hash and the numbers. He can make something happen. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, you you said you started watching football against Knacks. I'm gonna let you go in a few minutes. Um, mm-hmm. who are if you had to say today who your Super Bowl favorites are right now? Who who's playing in ten and um. Mm. And, in February, in a in
1: a in a big game, it's it's kind of hard to you know ignore what Dallas is doing right now. Um, hmm. Even though I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm Giants through and through, so it's kind of hard to say Dallas, but Dallas is looking real good, man. Um, even in the ugly games, right? it's a Patriot team. They probably should have blown up, but you got to win games like that, right? And they did. Um, is so I would
0: have to say that again, digs the MVP defensive MVP or just MVP. Do you think what he's doing right now is going to get him some MVP votes in the entire award? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He's going to have one or two votes. I just don't think unless he can, you know, keep that pace going, get some double digit. uh Yeah. R&Ts. But it's I think it's more so going to be focused on the second half of the season okay. Um, if he does get those votes, but as long as Aaron Donald is out there, man. I was going to say.
0: <laughs> listen, it's going to be hard for anybody to get that award, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you got the Cowboys in the NFC. Who do you have in the AFC coming out?
1: Um, Baltimore is looking good. Um, hmm. Buffalo is playing better. They're looking good. Um. Oh man, hold on—that's a tough one. You just you can't you can't count Kansas City out, no matter what's going on. Mm. Um, hold on, give me a second. Let me, <laughs> let, me at, let me look at this. Um, uh, I like the Packers too, um, but in uh, no, that's AFC, NFC. I'm talking AFC, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Ravens, a ramp. Before I the Rams looking good too. You got the Cowboys over all them boys, though. Know, Rams, I, the Packers, the Bucks. You know what? You know what? I'm going to take that back. I, I will go with the Rams. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with the Rams in the NFC. Okay. Uh, and then the AFC. Oh, man. The Cardinals, too. God, they look good. Undefeated. They look good, but I'm going to have to go with the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams. Okay. Um, AFC. The Raiders are scary. The Ravens are scary. And the Chiefs, those are my three, I would say. Um, you're killing me, man. Uh, I you don't trust them. I don't, man. Uh so if I had to pick a team out of the ALC, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Buffalo. I'm gonna go Buffalo. I'm gonna go Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. I think. uh nope, never mind, never mind. Damn, hold on, man. <laughs> Buffalo or the Ravens? That's my two. I'm not picking one. Those are the two right there.
0: Okay. One of those two are going to the Super Bowl. I would love to see Lamar Jackson get to the Super Bowl and win one. I, I think it's yeah. scrutinized way too much, and he's just yeah. a, he's a baller. Yeah, most, yeah. Uh, most winning quarterback under the age of 25. He just passed Marino. So, um, all right, snacks. Before I let you walk out, um, give me your top five defensive tackles of all time. All time. All time. Ooh. Aaron, I got to put AD up there. AD is up
1: there. Is he number one, Uh, though? I would have to give him number one, depending on how you classify him, because you could classify him as a 3-4 defensive end as well, which he's been playing the past few years. Um, I got to throw Fletcher Cox in there. Um, Still going. Yeah, Warren
0: Sapp. Okay. Uh, This is in order? No, okay. uh So just ads at one and then the rest are just kind of in the in the shuffle.
1: Yeah, ad at one. Um uh I gotta put my boy gotta put G in there, man. Gerald McCoy. I gotta put Gerald in there. Uh, okay. Um so that's four. For me, you mean mine or just, just yours. Who do you think are the top? I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put Vince up there. Fort, the big guy. Uh, damn, man, uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Randall, I can't forget Randall. I can't forget Randall, uh,
0: Minnesota. I can't forget him. Was he more uh, D end or D tack I know, I know. He, he like you said, they kind of go in and out. You know. Yeah, with... I think, but I think officially he's classified as a DT, as a DT. Okay, he's a monster. He, he had two. <laughs> yeah, so hold on.
1: A D Randall Cox, Cox, McCoy. Sarah McCoy. Um man, I gotta <laughs> see I'm a I'm a big Vince fan, man, but um oh god, uh <laughs> See, it's crazy, man. Um, Cause some of these guys, like, what's his name? Um, You can say the obvious names, like Mean Joe Green or um, Mm -hmm. Cortez Kennedy out of Seattle, which I saw a lot of. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can't, you can't really have a top five without putting Mean Joe Green in there, man. You can't really.
0: Okay.
1: So I'm, I'm gonna say we'll put Mean Joe Green in there, and uh. Big Vince is my honorable mention.
0: Okay. Yeah. That, that's not that's not a, a shabby top five yeah. at all.
1: No. So what's crazy is somebody asked me the other day my top 10 nose tackles of all time. Mm. And, you know, the names of people throwing out were good. And I was asking people, like, how could you not put me in the top 10 nose tackles of all time? Like, yeah. explain that to me. I understand I didn't have Tom Brady, so I didn't win the Super Bowls. I didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Big Ben. I didn't. I get it. You know, but... um Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> Right. <laughs> numbers do not. If I played at the time when they played, I'd be a Hall of Famer. Right. First ballot. At the time when some of these nose tackles played. Yeah. First ballot Hall of Famer.
0: That's not how much they ran. You had more. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like
1: I was only playing like 48% of the snaps, and I'm still doing numbers.
0: Right, right.
1: So in a in a time where people saying the run wasn't as important. So how am I doing all these numbers against the run if the run wasn't that important? And you right. mean to tell me. Y'all gonna run the ball sixty percent of the time. Right back then, right man, I'd have had three hundred tackles a season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Snacks, you are the man. I appreciate your time so much, man. This was dope getting a chance to chat with you. I can't wait to see um, what future endeavors you got. I definitely need a jersey. I need a Giants jersey, man. I got you. I, I Rock got with you. the Giants like that no more since they traded my dogs. But yeah. I still, uh, I still definitely would love a Giants jersey because I grew up with Giants I my entire life um we'll do this again soon brother i'm looking yes, forward sir. to seeing what you got coming up next um if you're back in the league back in the booth i could definitely see that too yes. looking forward to it my brother let me know <laughs> anything and how i however i support and i got you bro yes sir appreciate you man thanks for having me i appreciate it salute yes sir